888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I got another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 348, I'm going to be talking about how to get things done using one useful tool. Yep, I said one. This is something that I've struggled with over the year. You know you know how it goes. Uh, you start a project and halfway through it, you get lost. You start working on something else and you keep switching and switching and you don't accomplish what you set out to accomplish in the first place. Man, if you've ever felt like this, then let me tell you, you are listening to the right podcast episode right now because I'm going to share a tool that I created uh, for you that puts together all of the lessons that I've been learning about being productive and accomplishing the goals that you've set. This is the tool that is responsible for me getting all the things done that I've been getting done in my business recently, and I love it. And best of all, it's free. (laughs) So how to get things done? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Hope you are having an amazing day. And if, if if you're not having an amazing day, I hope that by the end of this episode, your day will just be a little more amazing. <laughs> I hope you are doing well for real, though. This is episode 348. You can find details, show notes, and links to everything we talk about, all the resources. If you miss something, you're driving in your car and you're, you're not taking notes, please, if you're driving in your car, don't take notes. But if that's the case, go to becomeablogger.com slash 348. Anything I mention, it'll be included there. Now, let me tell you what we're going to be talking about today because we're going to cover a number of things. Number one, we're going to talk about the problem with the whole get things done movement, the get it done movement. We're going to talk about that. We're then going to go into a little bit about my story and the challenges that I face with productivity. But then I'm going to give you seven steps. Seven, seven steps that you can take to get more done in your life with your blog, with your business, with what you're trying to accomplish in general. And lastly, uh, of course, I'm going to be letting you know how you can use my get it done spreadsheet, my get it done spreadsheet. It's a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet kind of junkie. And I created what I believe, what I believe is the perfect spreadsheet to help you get stuff done. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Now, this may sound, some of the things that I'm talking about may sound like a recent episode that I did a while ago about, you know, getting things done. But I I wanted to touch this topic again because I've learned some more. I've created this tool. I've tweaked it and done a whole bunch of stuff. And I I, I wanted to have this resource to share with you. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before, before we do that, we got, you know, whenever a question is called into the hotline, we got to take it. So let's turn over to Colin right now, who has a question for the podcast. Let's go. Hey, Leslie, what's happening, man? So had a quick question. thought, why not jump on the hotline? I don't think I've ever left a message in the hotline. So this is Colin from ColinNearWood.com. Here's my question, man. Do you know of an app, a tool, a magic trick? 
that would get people who leave comments on your blog to subscribe directly to your email list, you know, through the uh, blog uh, comment function where they enter their name, your email, and then they leave the comment. Is there a way to automatically get them added to your list so you can send them good stuff? Um, if anyone knows that answer, it will be you. Looking forward to hearing it, man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Uh, he, you see, he tried to, you know, butter me up at the end. If anyone knows the answer, it will be you. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. And by the way, nope, this is not your first time leaving a question on the hotline. Just so you know, you've called in at least once, but possibly even twice. Possibly. I, I don't I don't know for sure. Anyhow, that is a great question. I'm glad you called and asked that. Okay, so is there a way to do it? Absolutely. Are there things that you need to be uh, thinking about when you uh, decide to go in that direction? Absolutely. Let me cover that first. First thing is when someone leaves a comment, they're leaving a comment. They're not necessarily, they're not saying, hey, I want to subscribe to your email list. So if you want to get them to subscribe to the, your email list, you want to make sure that you're making it very clear that they are si um, subscribing to your email list. Wh whether it's something that they check by, it's not checked by default. They have to actually check it. You know, you want to make sure you're complying with GDPR and all those things. I'm not going into any of that right now. But main thing I want you to be aware of is the fact that if you are subscribing someone to your email list, you want to make it very clear that that is what they are choosing to do. So how do we actually do that? Well, if you're using GetResponse, which is the, the email marketing service that I recommend for most bloggers, you want to get started, you want to build your business, you want to grow an email list, you don't want to spend a ton of money, GetResponse is what I've been recommending and what I will continue to recommend until I don't know when. <laughs> um, they actually have a plugin. Now, I don't use the plugin because I'm not using GetResponse right now because I'm using Drip, which is way more expensive. Uh, let me stop going down on tangents. But anyhow, <laughs> um, they have a plugin uh, that does have that feature. It would basically add a checkbox that someone can check to say, yes, also subscribe me to your list or send me this free resource or something of that sort. Um, that is one way to do it. Another way to do it is, you know, I use Thrive Themes for a lot of things. They have a number of plugins and there are two plugins that they have that would help you accomplish this. Number one, there's Thrive Leads. Thrive Leads is a great plugin for uh, to growing your email list. You know, having pop-up forms and nice, attractive forms in your sidebars and in your uh, the, in your posts and all kinds of stuff. It's really cool how it works, and it gives you uh, the ability to do all these awesome forms. Um, now they also have a Thrive Comments plugin, which basically takes over your comment system and makes it more kind of like dynamic and um, integrated with social media and all that good stuff. But when you have those two plugins, you can actually tie them together so that, and I actually like this, uh, this idea, when someone leaves a comment, it automatically brings up a pop-up from your Thrive Leads with their information, and they can just submit it. So they can, they, they can hit the button saying, I want to get this free resource that you have. And that would be a great way of doing it. And I'm so glad you you asked that question because now I'm gonna I'm gonna set that up. I had it set up at one point on my blog, um, but I I for some reason it's not there right now. So I wanna set that up again. I like that when they leave the comment, 
they, it gives them the option because they've already taken one kind of action. So, you know, clicking a button is not very hard, and that would be another great way to get people onto your email list. So thank you so much for asking that question. If you want to check out Thrive Leads or Thrive Comments or Get Response or anything, just do becomeablogger.com slash whatever the name is, Get Response or slash Thrive Comments or Thrive Leads. Those are my affiliate links, so I do get a commission if you decide to check that out. Thanks for asking that question. Now, let's go into the topic for today's episode. All right. So, now, I want to start with a series of questions because this may not be you. All right? It may just be me. All right? And I don't want to make any assumptions, uh, but let's see. Maybe you've listened to, you know, productivity podcasts or audiobooks about productivity. You've, you've read a number of books on the topic and, and, and maybe you have a lot of productive friends and you're always looking at them like, man, these people are awesome. Man, I, I want to be uh, as productive as they are, but somehow it just doesn't seem to click. You study, you read, you listen, you, 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 you study, you read, you listen, and, and then you study, you read, and listen, and it, it, it just, it's, you, you, it, it, it's almost as if you're missing one thing. You're missing something because you try, maybe you're productive for a little while, but then you fall off. Like I said, that may not be you, but that has been me. And what I want to do right now is to kind of share with you how I've dealt with that and how I've created a tool to help me deal with that that, of course, I am uh, making available uh, for you. So my goal for this episode is for you to be able to walk away and change what you do so that you can be way more productive, whether it's with your blog, whether it's with your business, whether it's with your life, whether it's with your family, whether I want this to be that episode for you. Now, let's talk about the problem with the getting get it done, getting things done movement. Now, when I was a child, <laughs> let's go back. Story time with, with Uncle Leslie. Back at the age of 12, I, I took piano lessons. Um, I, I love to play the piano. Uh, and, and if I'm playing the piano and someone is singing a song, oh, man, I, I, and, and they have that voice, kind of like my, my wife's voice, the, the voice that you hear on the 888-835-2414. It, it does something for me. Now, I play piano mostly by ear. Uh, and I've been doing it since I was 12. So that's at least four years, right? Because I'm 16. Okay, maybe not 16. But you get the point. I've been doing it for a little while. <laughs> and I'm at the point, um, at least it's been this way for a while. If you come to me right now and you sing a song, I can play it, like, immediately. Without having to practice it or anything of that sort. I can play it. And now th th there's a situation that I find myself in often when I play at church or I play in a certain environment. Someone comes up to me and they say, hey, man, that chord progression that you did, what was it? And I, I, I say to them, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't even know what I did. I just know that I was playing the piano. 
And it, it, it almost always confuses them. And they, they, they always say, like, what do you mean you don't know? You don't know what the, what the chord is and, it, and how, you, how you put it together and what it's called? I'm kind of like, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the theory as well as probably you do. Um, what I know is to play the piano. And <laughs> it, it's very interesting, especially when the person that is asking the question is a, a, maybe like a classically trained musician and they understand the theory, but they still have no idea what I'm playing. Now, here's the thing, right? In those situations, oftentimes, as, as trained as they are, as much as they know the theory, if you ask them to play a song that they've never heard before, they can't do it. it it's almost as if they become useless where the piano is concerned because they just don't know how to do it. And they ask, well, how did you learn to do it? And the answer is simple, for me at least. I learned to do it by doing it. Like when I was when I was twelve, I took piano lessons. I hated it. I didn't like the structure at that time. It wasn't what I wanted to do, so I stopped. But I continued playing every day, and I continued practicing. I did it because I loved it. And the more I did it, the more it became natural. It became a part of who I am. So when I hear someone sing, I know what to play. While understanding theory is great, and I, and I wish I understood theory better, music theory better than I do right now, it doesn't necessarily equate to being able to do something. Especially, you know, when I'm talking about something like playing piano, by ear. Theory is great. Practice is better. Theory plus practice, now all of a sudden you have a powerful combination. But without the practice, the theory becomes almost, I don't want to say obsolete, but inconsequential for you. So yes, you know how to do these things, but maybe you're just not doing it. Now, over the last few months, um, especially over the last year, there's a quote that I read that has really inspired me when it comes to my teaching because I love to teach. And there's a quote that I read, and it, it's from Buckminster Fuller. And here's what it says. If you want to teach people a new way of thinking, don't bother trying to teach them. Instead, give them a tool, the use of which will lead to new ways of thinking. So instead of, you know, just giving all the theory and all that good stuff, yeah, it's great, you know, and, and this is what we get often in schools. In our schools, we get the theory, we get the book knowledge, we get the head knowledge, and then we go out into the real world and we, we don't know what to do because we've never done the thing that we're expected to do. So we're kind of like lost, right? But if you have a tool that you can use over and over that in and of itself, by using it, it teaches you how to think differently. All of a sudden, you've got something powerful. Now, for me, my tool was the piano. My tool 
was the, the, the CD player that I had where I would listen to something and then I would go back and I'd listen to it again and then I would hit try to figure out which notes are they playing and I'd, I'd try to say, okay, that doesn't sound like it. Okay, that sounds like it. And I'd do it over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden, over time, over many hours, hundreds and thousands of hours, I learned to use the piano to the point where it was natural. That's how I learned to play with the tool. And it and 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 when I was using the tool, this is the this is the trick, this is the awesome part. All right? Get this. And I really want you to understand this. The more I used, the more I practiced, the more I played, the more mistakes I made. But I was making these mistakes in the comfort of my own home. And from the comfort of my own home, I'd make a mistake and it doesn't sound good. So I'd try something else. And then I'd make a mistake. And wait a minute, this mistake actually sounded a, that sounded a little good. <laughs> and I'd say, well, let me try that mistake again. And I'd do it again. And I got better. And I got better. And I got get better. And this is exactly how it is with getting things done. Here's what you can learn from my piano playing experience and my play piano learning experience. If you can get a tool that you can use over and over that teaches you the principles of getting things done, the more you use it, the better you'll get at it. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and now you're seeing that person that is super productive. All right. So you understand what I'm saying, right? Does that make sense? I know I took a long time and sometimes I ramble, but I, I, I really want you to understand that. So that's why I created my Get It Done spreadsheet. And no, I'm not trying to sell you on anything right now. I'm literally just trying to give you a tool that I believe can help you by teaching you the principles of getting things done. Now, I am going to give you the theory. I'm going to walk through how to use this spreadsheet and all that good stuff. Um, but the bigger part of this episode and the bigger part of what we're doing here together is you actually going and using this tool. And I believe it will have a significant impact on your life, on your business, on your blog, on what you are trying to to accomplish. Now you can get the spreadsheet by going to becomeablogger.com slash get it done. Get it done. I was very creative in my uh, naming of my spreadsheet. It's the get it done spreadsheet. It just plain and simple. That's the goal. All right. So let's walk through the seven steps that this spreadsheet will help you to do over and over and over. Let's walk through it now. Step number one. One of the problems I find with uh, people that are trying to get things done is that they're looking at the individual tasks, but they don't look at it in the context of their life and of their work and of their overall goals and all that good jazz. Step number one starts with, by the way, I don't want to take credit for any of the stuff that I'm teaching you right now because it's stuff that I've pulled from multiple places from people like Zig Ziglar and Napoleon Hill and just a bunch of different resources that I've been consuming that I've kind of put together, tweaked a little bit, adjusted to what works for me and so on. And part of what I want 
from this is for you to not just download the spreadsheet, but for you to use it and then give me your feedback because I want to I wanna revise it. I want to make it better and get some cool ideas from you. Anyhow, step number one, take inventory of your work-life balance. That thing, you know that thing that people always say, man, I don't even know if it exists. <laughs> I've come to believe that it does exist. But the reason why it doesn't exist for so many people is because they approach it the wrong way. So instead of approaching your, your, the stuff that you want to get done from, uh, you know, from the perspective of, you know, it's focused on a project. I want you to think about it now from a perspective of your entire life and your goals. So, 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 so start by taking an inventory of where you are in life. Now, if you, you look at the work, I mean, the, the get it done uh, spreadsheet, the first uh, sheet is going to be the work-life inventory. And it, it has six different categories. So work and business, you have your finances, there's spiritual, there's health and body, uh, there's relationships with others, and then there's personal, all right? For someone to have a balanced life, there has to be balance in these different areas. And what you'll probably find as you go through this work-life inventory is that there are going to be some things that you are, you are doing very well in. But then there are going to be some really obvious places where it's kind of like, all right, man, it's, it, it's time to step up your game. <laughs> all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to rate yourself in these six different areas uh, by grading yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, in the spreadsheet, you'll see all of that in the show notes for this episode. I have examples of this, um, but let me just look, let's just look at one category uh, that you would kind of rank yourself on work and business. Okay. So number one, first statement, I enjoy what I do for work. What number would you give that? I put it at an eight. I'm proud of my accomplishment accomplishments. What, what score would you give that? I feel appreciated at work. I respect the people that I work with. I know where my work slash business is headed. I understand my job well. I embrace the opportunities for advancements in my advancement in my work. I I compete I complete my work within reasonable hours. Uh, that one I, I have a six on. <laughs> I manage my time well. That one I have a six on. That's a little on the lower end. I finish my tasks on my to do list each day. That one was a six, but now it's closer to like a seven maybe even a seven and a half, right? So you give yourself a score for all of these different statements and then you get an average. So for me, my average is 75%. But you do that on all of the different categories. Uh, and then that is gonna give you an indication as to where you are. Now, I wanna give a bit of a disclaimer. I am a Christian and I come at this from a Christian perspective. So there is one category that is spiritual. And in that spiritual category, it has definite statements about Christianity. I mean, about your spirituality that align with my core beliefs. Now, they may not all align with your core beliefs. And you may feel like you want to modify that as, uh, with statements that are more reflective of what is important to you. That's fine. But for me... This is the perspective that I come from. So I, I just want you to know that as you download um, this spreadsheet. So now when, when you look at it, when you, when you put all of these details out, 
you, you give a score to all of these different statements in these six different categories and you go to the next sheet, it's going to give you a web of balance and it's going to plot it on like a circular graph for you. And you'll be able to easily see where there's an imbalance. So I see right now that I'm doing okay in most categories. In finances, I'm a little weaker because there we're dealing with things like I am maintaining a budget regularly and I have a, a well, let me look at some of those statements here. Let's go back to the inventory. Um, so finances, uh, you're dealing with statements like, yeah, I have a budget that I use regularly. I have an active long-term financial plan. I'm, I'm not doing very well where that's concerned. I'm satisfied with my investment portfolio. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing better on things like my, all of my payments are up to date. I pay my bills on time. I know how much I owe and how much uh, and when it will be paid off. All of these different things you give yourself a score on, and it's going to give you an overall score for that category. So step number one is take inventory of where you are, all right? And then that will give you an idea of where you're weak and where you're strong. And you can use this now as you go to step number two. Because in step number two, you're going to write down your goals. Now, this is where, this is the fun part, right? This is where you get to dream and you try to say, okay, these are all of the things that I want to accomplish. And you, you're going to split it out into your, your, your short-term goals, which I have as zero to three months, your medium-term uh, goals uh, I have from three months to three years, and long-term goals, which is over three years. Okay, so uh, you can write out those goals on the spreadsheet. You want me to share some of my goals with you? All right, so let me share some of my, um, my uh, short-term goals. Number one, get two months ahead on all articles for my blog. I just accomplished that. I didn't even put that in here. When did I complete that? I need to find that date because it was like two weeks ago and I was able to get two months ahead on all of the articles in my, my blog. Um, next one, 100% in control of budget and spending. Next one, book all speaking engagements for the rest of 2019. These are some of my short-term goals. Then medium-term goals, three months to three years, and then long-term goals over three years. One of my medium-term goals, uh, uh, have a, a, a team of people working in my business. Uh, and one of my long-term goals is 100% debt-free, debt-free minus investments. All right, so I have these goals. They are written down. And when you write down these goals, you write the goals, you give it a reason, and then you give it a date. This is when I want to accomplish these goals by. And that is even that, that is important when we're talking about these goals because it now makes it not just a wish, right? Um, it, it, it's a little more closer to, to the goal, all right. There are some other steps that we have to take uh, because we know uh, a dream without a plan is just a wish. A dream with a plan is a goal. So we're going to talk about that plan. So you're including what the goal is, why you want to accomplish each goal, when you want to accomplish it by, and when you actually accomplish it. Now, these goals should be SMART goals. All right. And by SMART, maybe you've heard the acronym before, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time based. All right. So exactly what do you want to accomplish and when do you want to accomplish it by? Is it attainable and realistic? Um, all that good stuff. Is it measurable? 
if I say I want to be happier by the end of 2019, that doesn't really tell me what I want to be. It's not a smart goal because it's not specific and measurable. All right. So that's step number two. Write down your goals. And on the third spreadsheet of, I mean, on the third sheet, it has you do just that. All right. Let's move on to step number four. Step number, I mean, step number three. That was step number two. Step number three is break down those goals. So we have our goals. We have our short-term goals, our medium-term goals, and our long-term goals. By the way, does this sound like a lot of work? I hope so, because it is. Uh, and, and, and it's that way because the more you invest in the planning, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, but the more you invest in the planning, the more likely you're going to be the, the more likely you're going to be to actually follow through. So once we have the goals, we got to break down these goals. And there are specific things that we're going to ask ourselves about these goals. And we're going to write this down in the spreadsheet as well. Number one, what is the goal? All right. So one of my goals is uh, I want to create the ultimate email marketing resource center. All right. So that's my goal. The Ultimate Email Marketing Resource Center. I have a Drip Resource Center. I'm working on my Get Response Resource Center. And this is a part of me creating that Ultimate Email Marketing Resource Center for my blog. So what is the goal? What are the benefits of reaching the, that goal? What are the pains associated with not reaching this goal? That is such a powerful question because once you understand the pain and you really identify that pain then it makes you more likely to say, you know what? I can't. De- I don't want to deal with this pain anymore. This pain is annoying. I want to accomplish my goal because I see the benefits. Then the next question is, what resources or knowledge do I need to help me reach the goal? And then, more importantly, what are the steps I need to take? Now, you may not know all of the steps, but I want you to start writing down what you think some of those steps are. And maybe step one is to do research on the steps that are needed to accomplish that goal. That could be a step. And then as you do that research, you can fill that in even more. And uh, lastly, when will I accomplish each goal by? All right, so you have this sheet that allows you to break down the goals and you can type it out. You can see screenshots in the show notes for this episode, but it makes it so clear what you have to do. Step number four. Step number four. This is where the magic happens. (laughs) Quite frankly, the magic happens at every step. (laughs) But step number four, you want to then, now that you have your work-life balance inventory, now that you have uh, written down your goals, and by the way, you know, you, you may think, man, I have so many goals. Still, write them all down. Take the time. Take like an hour and just brainstorm. What do I want to accomplish? You, what, what do you, and, and, and don't feel ashamed of any of the goals. The, just, I mean, you have my permission in this section to be selfish. Okay, you're not only going to be selfish, but you have my permission to make some of your goals selfish goals. I I don't have a problem with that. Okay, step number three, you want to break down those goals. And now step number four, create your weekly and daily plan. Now, this is where once you've done all this stuff, all this other stuff, the first three steps, this is where you're going to be spending the most time. This is what I do on a daily 
basis. And this is where the spreadsheet, the get it done spreadsheet really shines. It's what you do each and every day and what you do each and every week that sets the stage for your success. Okay, so here's what I recommend. And I love how this is set up. I stole some of this from um, uh, 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 Zig Ziglar's Performance Planner. And quite frankly, everybody steals something from everybody else. Because as I look at all these different planners, most of them have very similar things. But I've modified it a little bit to, to, to what works a little better for me. I, I was finding some limitations with his uh, performance planner, and I wanted a few tweaks. So here's what you're going to do on this spreadsheet. The first thing that you're going to see is, well, the first thing you want to do is at the beginning of the week, you want to plan out your week. You want to make your plan for that specific week. Now, right at the top of the spreadsheet, you're going to see that you have a place to write down your four, your three to five goals for that, that you're focusing on that week. So the, the list of goals that we created, the short term, the medium term and the long term, which of these goals are you going to be working on? Are you going to be focused on this week? Not next week, but this week. And by having those right there, you are now able to make sure that everything you put on this spreadsheet, on that sheet of your daily and weekly plan, those things, or at least the majority of those things, are to help you to accomplish those goals. And that is amazing. That is magical. All right? So number one, that's, you, that's the first thing you want to do. These are the goals that you are working on for the week. All right? Then it's time to uh, plan out what are the tasks you want to accomplish this week that are going to help you to get closer to your goals. All right. So what are the tasks you want to accomplish for this week? Now, this is something, this next part is something that I've kind of gone back and forth and I'm toying around with different ways of doing it. But some weeks, what I do is I plan out the entire week. I say, okay, this, these are the tasks that I want to get done every day. And these are, this is, this is the schedule of when I'm going to be doing those tasks and all that good stuff. But then other weeks, I'm saying, you know what? What I do on a day-to-day -day basis changes based on what I accomplish the day before. All right? So what I do is I kind of make the plan for tomorrow. And after, when I finish doing that work, I make the plan for the next day. So now I'm actually kind of in between. I like getting a, a, an overview of the different things that I want to do each day of the week, but I leave some flexibility in there depending on what I get accomplished each day. All right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, th this, is, this is what I try to do. I try to plan out as much as possible on Sunday all of the, the tasks that I want to get accomplished for the week and then what days of the week I want to accomplish each task, what my schedule is going to be, and all that good stuff. All right? That is step number four. Let's move on to step number five. Step number five. I think you know what step number five is. Because now we've planned out our week. We've planned out our days. Step number five is take massive action daily. Yes, every single day. Now, I don't have too much to say there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a ton there. Do it. 
You know what you're supposed to be doing now because you've planned it out. You've planned out your tasks in light of your goals for the week. You've planned out your goals for the week in light of your tasks for, I mean, in, in light of your goals in life, in light of what is going to bring you into that work-life balance and give you that fulfilling life. Now, as you take action, are you going to need to adjust? Absolutely. Are you going to find that some days it doesn't work as well? Absolutely. That's all good. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are taking action. And you've done the work so that the action that you're taking is goal-directed action. And then, of course, as you, as you get things done, you can start checking them off the list. And yes, the spreadsheet allows you to do all of that. All right. Uh, now, now the reason I went in the direction of the spreadsheet is because I found that I was making changes, on, uh, you know, almost on a daily basis. And with the paper spreadsheet, I mean, the, the paper planner, um, uh, as great as it was, it really started getting messy as I realized, wait, no, okay, yeah, I said on Wednesday at 5, five o'clock I'm going to do this, but that's not working out because there were some changes, uh, things happening with the family, or whatever the case might be. So having a spreadsheet for me just makes it so much easier. So, yeah, adjust accordingly and, and, and take action every day. Step number six, I, I, and this to me is... It's, <laughs> I keep saying the same thing over again, but yeah, it's all awesome. Step number six, review each day and each week in light of your goals. All right, so here's how it works. You plan it out. You start making it happen. You start working on the stuff. At the end of your workday, there are, few, there are, there are two things that you're going to do. Number one, you remember at the beginning of the week, we wrote down our the goals for the week? the goals that we're going to be focusing on that week? Well, now it's time to say, what did I accomplish towards that goal? And if you didn't accomplish anything towards that goal, you type in, and I do it in all caps, nothing. And what's going to happen when you type in nothing? It's actually going to turn bright red <laughs> so that it can stand out and you can see, I did nothing. And that for me has been powerful because I can always look at my spreadsheet and see the things that I am not working on, but the things that I am working on. And if I accomplish something towards, you know, you know, I just recorded five videos for my email marketing resource center. I can type in recorded five videos for my email marketing resource center. And if I didn't do it, nothing. Now here's why that is awesome. There's absolutely nothing wrong with typing nothing because you're not going to work on every goal every day. But here's what happens. What happens when you start seeing, man, this red section here is, is, is being read for, a, for you know, a few days in a row. You know what happens to me? At least it kind of it's like a switch goes on like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I can't let this continue. I need to work on that goal. That is the magic. This, listen, listen, don't, you know, don't stop getting me excited. Stop getting me excited right now. <laughs> no, really though, by doing that each and every day, it prompts you to when you need to step up your game where a specific goal is concerned. And that's beautiful. Not just that. Okay, so 
the individual goals. You say, this is what I accomplished for those goals. And you'll see it all in the spreadsheet. But then at the bottom of the spreadsheet, you're able to then just take general notes. Um, let me look at mine for this week, actually. I'm going to come all the way to the sheet for this week. And I'm going to look. I'm not going to edit anything. I'm just going to tell you what I did. Okay, so on Monday, I see today was a great was a great day. Got all of the prep stuff done that I needed to do. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Okay, that, that was Monday. On Tuesday, not a very productive day. Had all kinds of issues with Noah's passport appointment, which threw my schedule off. But tomorrow is going to be great. Just reflecting on a daily basis on how things went, there's something powerful in that. All right? So every day you, re you, you review that day in light of your goals. And at the end of the week, you then review your week. How did it go? What, did you, what were you able to accomplish? Where did you fall short? That right there is so important to reflect, not just be taking action, but to reflect. Step number seven, recalibrate every quarter. I like to do that. Well, I say I like to do this, but it's something that I start doing. But I like the concept of having a new spreadsheet for every quarter. Here's why. What you will notice is that as you start taking action towards your goals, that web of balance graph that you have, it's going to start to change. But if you just change the numbers, it's going to just show you the most recent numbers. It's not going to actually show you how you've improved. So every quarter, I'm doing a new one. And so when you go to download this, I'm recording this way in advance. But hopefully by the time you go to download this, I have one for each quarter of 2019 that you can download. And each quarter, you can redo your inventory and see where things are. All right, does that make sense? So those are the seven steps. Look at uh, in seven, uh, step number seven, you go back to your inventory, you redo it. Where do you stand? Is there more balance? Where did you improve? Where did you fall off a little? It's, it's possible that you were doing okay in one area and now you're not doing as well. It does, the important thing is that you are tracking. And you are doing these things on a daily basis that's going to contribute to your success on a weekly basis that's going to contribute on, uh, to your success that are going to contribute to your success in life. All right? Does that make sense? So I want you to get the spreadsheet. I want you to get the spreadsheet. Go to becomeablogger.com slash get it done. Um, and I want you to, to give me feedback. Uh, you can give me feedback immediately if you want, but I, what I want you to do more so is work with it for a little while and then come back and say, hey, Leslie, you know, I love the spreadsheet, but, you know, there's one thing that I think it's really missing. Can you please, can you please change X, Y, Z? Or, man, this is awesome, but it would be even better if you added dot, 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 whatever that dot, dot, dot is. I want to know your feedback. Okay, so your action steps. Number one, go to becomeablogger.com slash get it done <laughs> and download the spreadsheet. Uh, number two, do the work-life balance inventory. Number three, set and break down some of your goals. Now, I want you to write out all of your goals, 
um, all of the goals that come to mind. Take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, write them down. And I want you to break down a few of those, the ones, maybe the ones that you want to get started working on immediately. Then I want you to start using the spreadsheet on a weekly and daily basis. And lastly, if you have suggestions for improvement, just let me know because I really want to know. All right. Uh, So what's coming up next week? We've got a great episode coming your way. I should start some music. Let's do that. Yeah. Next week. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, man. Is blogging dead? A real look at the state of the industry. Yeah, we know, you know, this spoiler alert, a lot has changed. (laughs) A lot has changed. Um, But is it dead? Tune in next week. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Hey, this was episode number 348. I hope you got a lot of value from it. Head on over to becomeablogger.com slash 348. If you missed anything, you got any feedback, that's where you do it. All right? Good stuff. And, of course, if you want to get your blog started because you want to create content, uh, create (laughs) content. I can't speak. What's going on? Create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business. Or if you just want to blog so that you can make some money (laughs) and you don't know how to do it, you want some guidance from someone that has done it, go to uh, uh, From Idea. (laughs) What's going on with me? From Idea to Blog.com. I did not have anything to drink. I don't drink. (laughs) From Idea to Blog.com and get my free course. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think I should just end this thing here. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you so much. This is Leslie Sama here from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless. Three, five, two, four, one, four.